Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. This is episode number 23, The Dopamine Intimacy Connection. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today, where we are going to take a closer look at intimacy from the viewpoint of how dopamine plays a role in it. When we were growing up, we were taught certain things about being a man, about being a woman, and what should or shouldn't be done with the opposite sex. I think most of my listeners and clients have been raised with high moral standards, having been taught them from their parents, teachers, from church and church leaders, from the commandments and the scriptures. We were also taught that abstinence was the best practice before marriage. With this type of upbringing in mind, the message was pretty much the same for both girls and boys. This teaching stemmed from very good intentions from those around us and was very appropriate for our young age. Now, there is nothing wrong with having been taught any of this. It was meant to keep us safe and to prevent us from dealing with very challenging situations and heavy responsibilities before we were ready or mature enough to handle them. The challenge we face now is that most of us haven't been taught the emotional skills needed as adults to manage our current situations. And let's take a moment to reflect on the role of society. It often taught something quite different from abstinence and virtue and sent out a very different message. For the boys, the message was that they were cool if they had girls coming after them. It was often celebrated if they fooled around with a girl, and was often viewed as a token of becoming a man. High fives from friends that they would tell and compliments all around would quickly come pouring in. What young guy wouldn't want more of that? Movies, commercials, and magazines often showed the guys that were cool and popular as getting the girls. Society taught boys that they are the chasers to go after the women that they want. Growing up myself in the 80s and 90s, I can think of several movies that I watched when I was a youth that kind of portrayed this idea. Grease, Footloose, 16 Candles, Reality Bites, 10 Things I Hate About You, Singles, and the classic Say Anything. So let's take a minute to apply some of the science to what is actually happening here. I hope you will really listen closely to this part because I think it can bring us all a great deal of relief when we realize just how much science is actually involved here when it comes to our desire for intimacy or even our lack of desire for it. And hopefully this will also allow us to really remember that our desires for intimacy is not only a moral issue or simply a willpower issue. 
it is a systems issue that runs throughout our body, and more specifically, the brain-to-body system. If you've listened to some of my previous podcasts, especially the one that's titled A Hidden Source of Energy, then this will probably have a similar ring to it. We need to remember to look at desire also from a scientific point of view so that we can fully comprehend and accept that it is very much a neurotransmitter issue and a dopamine issue. As we develop our knowledge and understanding of this system, we can see with much more clarity that this is not a bad husband or a bad wife issue at all. It's not the heavy moral dilemma that we might have been making it out to be. It's a systems issue. And if we can increase our understanding of how this system is working within ourselves, and then within our spouse, we can start to release that good spouse, bad spouse issue we may have been holding on to. Now for the men, they might view their desire for intimacy as natural, healthy, and normal, and will view themselves as the good spouse for seeking that natural, intimate connection. At the same time, they may view their wife as eh, maybe the bad spouse for not being as motivated as they are to be intimate and may even think of them as being selfish, cold, boring, self-righteous, and a prude. This could easily lead them to continue to go on to think that they have gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to sex in their marriage. They may even think it's unfair that They waited for so long to get married and to be intimate, only to find out that there are still more limitations than they thought. They might even think that their wife is the only wife that is like this, and he did not really score as well as he had hoped to in that department. Now, the women may go through a similar process where they view themselves as the good spouse that their under-desire for intimacy is a moral and noble thing, so as to not cross over the line of hedonism or lust. If she views herself in this way, she will most likely be viewing her husband as the bad spouse for wanting it more than her, and may even view him as a self-centered, inconsiderate, simple-minded pleasure-seeker. This could easily move forward and lead her to think that she has gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to having a husband who is interested in the more noble and higher things in their marriage and more than just sex. They may even think it's unfair that they waited for so long to get married and be intimate only to find that they are now viewed as the open gates to a man's lustful wishes being fulfilled. She may even find herself wondering if she got it right or did she make the wrong decision in a marriage partner. She may even think that her husband is the only husband like that and that she did not really score as well as she had hoped to in that department. But the good news here is that we no longer need to attach all of these critical thoughts and judgments 
to our spouse. We no longer need to hold on to them because desire has scientific systems at play. And now that we are learning more about them, we can start to do something with this new knowledge. And guess what? There is something that is an even better piece of good news. And do you want to know what it is? It's that there is nothing wrong with you. If you are a husband experiencing desire for intimacy more than your wife is, I want to actually congratulate you from a scientific and human development point of view. Your brain is working very well, and it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. And it's functioning properly in the system that it developed and grew and matured in. So yay, this is good. Your brain works. You are not broken, and it's totally normal to feel the way that you do under these conditions. You are doing what you learned to do and what you grew up doing. And you feel good when you accomplish it. You are not a morally bad person. Now, if you are a woman and you have little to no desire or even little to no interest in being intimate with your spouse, I have some really, 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 really good news for you. Can you guess what it is? It's that there is nothing wrong with you. If you are a wife experiencing far less desire for physical intimacy than your husband, I also really want to congratulate you from a scientific and human development point of view, because this means your brain is working very well, and it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing, and it's functioning properly in the system that it has been created in. So yay, your brain works and you are not broken. And it is totally normal to feel the way that you do under these conditions. You are not a morally bad person. You are doing what you learned to do and you feel good when you accomplish it. You are not a morally bad person. So are we getting this? The wife is not a bad person. The husband is not a bad person. Neither of you guys are bad people. Neither of you are bad for your desire for sex or for your lack of desire for it. You are both totally normal. Now, doesn't this feel so much better? If it doesn't yet, then continue listening. Maybe this will help. All of the desire the men have to get busy with their wives is something that was learned. Their desire for intimacy was learned. Now it's the same thing for the women. The huge lack of interest and desire for intimacy was totally something you learned from society and your upbringing. And the best part about desire for intimacy or lack of desire for it being something that is learned is that it can also be unlearned. So let's dig just a little bit deeper here and think back to when 
the boys were growing up and the types of messages that were surrounding them. As a youth, boys were often taught to be a man, which can lead to early desires for doing things that adult men do, whether it be drinking or smoking or having sex. Society constantly surrounded them with images that sent the message that getting lucky with a girl was a good thing. So if they started engaging in one of those things as a youth, there is a huge mental reward there. The brain reacts to that reward by attaching a high level of importance to that activity. So those things become very important to the young man. But then there will also be a highly intense physical and chemical reward which shows up in the form of dopamine. This little hit of dopamine enters the brain when the boys participate in that activity. And over the years, as they continue to grow and develop and become adults, they end up spending some significant time even reading about those things, like the benefits of having maybe one glass of red wine each day, or the positive effects of marijuana on the nerves, or how having lots of sex can reduce the risk of prostate cancer, because their brain has been conditioned to be rewarded by those things. So are we seeing the pattern here? Even reading and researching these topics is rewarding, making them want to continue seeking it out even more. The world has taught them that their over-desire and over-indulgence is so much fun and oh, so rewarding. Now this chemical, dopamine, is meant to circulate through our bodies as part of the reward system. It is released by our own neurons, which are the nerve cells, and it is meant to send signals to the other nerve cells. If you think back to the olden, olden days, when a primitive way of life was in play, a drop of dopamine would enter the brain every time a, a person found some berries they could eat or when they were able to build part of their shelter. This is the body's way of giving its human a reward for doing something that was good and necessary for survival in hopes that the reward would lead them to repeat the favorable behavior. Dopamine has largely been thought of as the pleasure chemical, but the more current opinion in pharmacology is that it's actually more in line with motivation and the perceived prominence of an outcome where we are either being drawn towards something desirable or moving away from something undesirable. So, ladies and gentlemen, dopamine is totally related to desire. Now, let's get back to the women for a minute and reflect on some of the conditioning that they experienced as a young girl and as a teenager when they were growing up. For most of the women listening to this podcast, you were likely taught not to do stuff with boys. So, not doing stuff with boys is actually very rewarding. Not doing stuff with boys feels good and it feels pleasurable in its own way, 
which is totally different than the type of pleasure that boys feel. But it still feels pleasurable. And we were taught to not desire sex or intimacy from a young age. So now, as an adult, spending time currently researching and reading articles on being virtuous and how there is no place for lust in marriage feels awesome to us. So we will continue to read more and more about those topics because it feels rewarding to do so. So are we seeing the pattern here as well? Even reading these things is rewarding, making us want to continue not desiring to do things with boys and to not desire sex because it feels good to not desire it. It feels pleasurable to not desire sex and that is rewarding to our brain. And then to add the icing onto the cake, that entire system will be further reinforced and become even more rewarding when we take the action of not doing things with voice and not even being interested in sex, even with our spouse, and not even thinking about sex, not desiring sex, not initiating sex, and not engaging in sex all becomes very pleasurable and very rewarding. All of that is one dopamine hit after another, hit after hit after hit. And that can be a hard habit to break. Who would want to risk the pleasure that might come from actually having sex when we are already getting so much out of not having it? Whoa, oh my goodness. (laughs) Now, for the women, our conditioning from when we were younger teaches us to associate men who want to touch us as wrong. While that may have worked for us when we were teens, it becomes a major problem for us now as married adults. We are married to a man who probably wants to touch us, and we will most likely view them as wrong. This conditioning runs deep and becomes unconscious. We are usually so unaware of it that when we do actually engage in being intimate with our husband, we feel we are doing it against our own will sometimes, or we feel guilty, dirty, or wrong. What a mess this is. We have all been conditioned to these things growing up, and we will remain conditioned to them by default. But the good news here is that all of the conditioning was learned, and that means it can be unlearned. We need to relearn a few things, and life coaching is a great tool to help with that. Life coaching helps us to challenge our own thoughts and how they keep us from experiencing the happiness we desire. The reward of dopamine encourages us to learn more, and we find that the dopamine becomes very motivating, and we can use that to our advantage. We feel good when we learn more and are then motivated to learn even a little bit more. Since the dopamine makes us feel good, we are motivated to repeat the action that brought us that reward of the dopamine. 
This is such an important aspect to consider when we are thinking about our desire for intimacy. Our brain actually wants to find solutions to the challenges we face, even with intimacy. Our brain wants to work things out for us. It wants to be effective, and it loves new and exciting information. Our brain also wants to keep us safe, and we can help our brain be its most effective by increasing our thought awareness and challenging ourselves to manage our feelings in a healthier way. This is all part of retraining your brain for the better. One desire most humans share is the desire to be normal. We want to be able to associate the things we do as normal. So how does this show up in our communication? Pay close attention and look for words that are perhaps justifying words. Something like, well, anyone would do that if they were in my situation. Or, that's totally normal to feel that way. While we are understanding that it is totally normal for us to have desired sex according to our programming, or not desired it according to our programming, not taking action to work on yourself will show up by using the word normal. This is a coping strategy and can be used as a signal to yourself that something has been left unaddressed. If it continues to get neglected, it can lead to more severe cases where it becomes an over-desire for sex or an extreme under-desire for it. These over- and under-desires are usually what lead to unhealthy habits and vices. Some may turn to food, Facebook, porn, or weed, while others may turn to resentment, anger, withholding, retreating, or believing they somehow have the higher moral ground. Any one of those that we engage in, we will associate as normal. When we don't know how to manage our thoughts and our emotions effectively, we handle them by giving in to our over or under desires by default. Not really our fault, but we can totally do something about it. Now take a moment to ask yourself, what is the reward I am getting from over-desiring intimacy or overindulging? What is the reward I am getting from under-desiring intimacy or under-engaging in it? Be honest with yourself. Are there other things that you are overindulging in or underindulging in? Honesty will be the best policy and you will start to make some real progress. This retraining of your brain will need a bit of your effort. You can start by challenging your own conditioned thoughts about intimacy from when you were growing up. Research and read articles that are the opposite of what you were conditioned to think, to give your brain a challenge, and then see if you can add in a little more natural dopamine into your daily routine so that you won't turn to these old, bad conditioning tactics as your source of pleasure. Leafy greens, dark chocolate, exercise, getting one little thing done, 
and being creative are all natural sources of dopamine that you could add into your day. Even music can cause a surge of dopamine. Now, as we get to the end of this episode, let's turn to the scriptures. In 3 Nephi chapter 12, verse 6, it says, Blessed are all they who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Savior here is saying these words to the people of the land after he was resurrected. Now, when we hunger for something, we go searching for it. This can be true for the closeness we seek in our marriage and in something as special, sacred, and spiritual as intimacy. If you are seeking to be righteous in your marriage and find that your thoughts and feelings are farther from that goal than you would like, seek to do the right thing by working on your own thoughts and feelings first. Ask your Heavenly Father for His help and guidance. Ask Him to give you clarity on some new thoughts that you could have that would be more beneficial to think and work on that have to do with intimacy. Your desire to do so will allow you to be blessed and filled with the Holy Ghost who can guide you even more to know God's will for you. Because remember, the more you restore that intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you will join me again next week.